SHSS podcast. Let's talk learning. Welcome, Kira. Could you tell us a little about yourself? I will, of course, and thanks a million for having me here today, Lucy. My name's Kira Byrne. I work for a company called Star Circle. We're a technology technology sourcing platform. In English, that means we find talent for global organizations such as Amazon, Facebook, Google. I'm the CRO. That's a new title. I'm Chief Revenue Officer. What that means is I'm in charge of sales, marketing and revenue operations. So anything to, to do with growth. So, you know, that would be all the marketing activity, all the new business activity, lead generation, contracts, analyzing our ROI from our different campaigns. I've been doing that job now for the last year. And prior to that, I would have been in a variety of roles in technology companies and really enjoy it. What's your best memory of your school days? Oh, I had so many good memories of school. You're so lucky to be in, in school still. I think if I had to pick one memory, I really liked the extracurricular stuff. So I have one funny memory of when I was doing a play and we were in a competition. And I think it was like the second round of the play, I got really nervous and I forgot my lines on stage and I froze, absolutely froze because I'd never been on stage before. So I was devastated. I had to, you know, ad lib it and you never think you've done it well enough as the line. So I was devastated. So the next round, we got, did get through to the next round. And in the next round, then I suppose I really, really pushed myself to do better. What I learned from that is this was totally outside my comfort zone. If I wanted to get on in life, I'd have to get over this hurdle. So I have a a technique I use all the time. And now you can't get me off the stage. I absolutely love being on stage, love being the center of attention. But I've had to work on it for 30 years because it is a difficult thing to do. What did you do after you finished school? So I finished school. I went to college in University of Ulster. I wanted to be a, I thought it'd be fabulous to be a translator, interpreter. And there was only two courses in Ireland where you could do that. One was in Dublin and one was in University of Ulster in Coleraine. I didn't get the points for the course in Dublin. So off I headed at 17 years of age. Only girl from Skibbereen went all the way up to Ulster. It was, I couldn't have gone further away from my family. It was very, I suppose, brave of my parents to let me go because it was during the Troubles. So there was quite a lot of, I suppose, you know, one example is you'd get on the train and the line would be bombed. So it was very, I think it was very good of my parents to let me go there, but I don't think they really had a choice. I wanted to do it and it was either do that or not do what I wanted. So yeah, we did it and it was fantastic. After that, then I did a postgrad in marketing and then I was very lucky. I did a bit of traveling. I took a year out, which I think every person should do. Travel really broadens your your mind. I went to Greece and thought English. And after that, then I started working with Sheraton Hotels. They set up a call center up in Cork and I was employee number four. And I spent maybe 15 years with them doing different roles. I moved to Texas with them. It was always around sales and marketing. And then I moved into different, but it was a great training ground for me. What would you see as the main challenges for women in business? And do you think these have changed since you started? Yeah, I suppose when I was starting out, I, there was no talk. I mean, I'm working 30 years. There was no talk of, you know, men and women. I didn't define myself by being a woman. I didn't think, oh my God, I'm up against a man. This is terrible. I literally, you know, if I was, I remember one time I was in a, a job and it was quite a senior role. It would have been a real jump in my career. And there was, you know, a man in the, in the race. I didn't think that he had a better chance to me because he was a man. I literally went, he's another person. But what I have found is since I started a family, it has made a difference because I was at a pivotal point in my career when I decided to start 
start a family and you have to pause your career because your child has to come first. And it does put you back a little bit because, you know, you leave the workforce for a year, which like I did, and you put your focus into your child. And that's what's more important. You know, you have to give your, your children your time. And I think when you go back to work, then it's the juggling and it's the constant guilt that you feel. Oh, my God, I'm not going to be in time to bring him to school or pick him up. But I do think it's a positive as well, because my mom had a shop and I learned about business doing my homework in the back of the shop. I think my son is learning. I try to teach him that, you know, it's good to be ambitious. It's good to try and focus ahead. And, you know, it's quality time. It's not about the quantity. It's making sure that I fit him in. But I think it's really important for women, especially to, you know, always have their own identity and their own careers and their own money. I think you re- it's really important. My mother used to call it her running away money. But, you know, and they're very happily married. My parents are very happily married. But it is true as a woman, I think you do need your independence and you need to be able to forge your own pathway. So that's my advice to you is always keep your own, you know, your own identity and your own career. What was the most exciting company you worked with at Star Circle? In Star Circle, we're really lucky. We work with some of the largest companies globally. I mentioned Facebook, now Meta, Google, Amazon. I think the, the coolest brand that I've come across, who's a really big client of ours, is DoorDash. They're an app that does delivery, food delivery in the US. In fact, my 12-year-old, when he heard me on a call one day, he said, Mom, you work with DoorDash. That's cool because he sees it on his YouTube videos. And then they've people called DoorDashers. These are the people that do the deliveries for them. So it's kind of like Uber for delivery. And they're a very forward thinking company. They really embrace diversity. They really, they're very innovative. And I suppose they're a very big success story from the pandemic. We were all getting our deliveries during the pandemic, especially in the US. And what do you think the biggest benefits of having a broad diversity and inclusive hiring strategy are? That's actually something that we really embrace. And it's probably what we sell in our in my company. What we say, what we do is we help companies source diverse talent. So we challenge the bias that exists. There's cognitive bias. There's so many different types of bias. I think the last time I read about bias, there's something like 40 different types of bias. We all have it. And, you know, I would say I'm the most, you know, open-minded person you'd go. But I recently had an example where I found that I have a bias towards a certain type of person. And it's making sure you're aware of that and overcoming it. But diversity of like if you look at your class there's all different types of people and it what make your class exciting if you look at a workforce you need to bring different people in to have different perspectives it also helps to be innovative and also it's the right thing to do you know it's as a society we have to you know we have to embrace different types of people diverse people because if you look at the way the world is changing the remote working we're going to be working with people in countries we don't we haven't even heard of because remote working. So we, I think it's so key that companies really do embrace it. We do. We have a, a, diver, a diverse functionality in our, in our platform that helps people to source those diverse candidates. And regularly I hear my team saying, you know, it's great. I had this candidate that I found. The client said, no, they don't fit. They don't tick the box. But I challenged the client. I got them to interview the person. And now that person is performing and is really, really making an impact. And I think it's important as well because neurodiversity and embracing people that are on the spectrum, they can be some of the most creative, brilliant minds you'll ever meet. And having them in your workforce is only a benefit. There is a lot of studies out there that show that if you have a diverse program that, you know, it can really help your bottom line. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. What lessons have you learned from remote working and what practices do you think we will keep? 
So I've been doing remote working all my life. I started one of my first executive jobs was I was based in Texas and my boss was in Boston. So I've, I've remote worked all my life. What's changed for me is the technology that we now have from when I started out 30 years ago. We now have all these brilliant things like Slack channel, video conferencing. So it's, it's like having the person, you know, working beside you. So I think what's important for me is when you bring new people into the company, I think that's the hardest challenge for, you know, someone that's just come out of college and they're new in their first job new organization, you have to make sure you have a really good onboarding plan for them so that they feel included in the workforce. In fact, we're doing, I'm very involved with IT at Cork, we're doing a panel discussion all around, you know, making people feel included in this remote working. So yeah, remote working, it's all about communicating. Like I touch base with my team every Monday. We're on Slack, we're on Google Meets, we're on conference calls. I mean, I probably talk to them more now than I would in the office. So what's changed for me is really just making the effort to make sure that I reach out to the newer people my team. Can you tell us a little bit about Network Ireland West Cork? Oh yeah, Network Ireland West Cork, it's a, it's particularly close to my heart. It's an incredible organization for women in business and it fosters networking. Prior to having the Network Ireland West Cork branch, women in West Cork would have had to travel to Cork to do this networking. So when I moved back to West Cork and I saw there was nothing, we approached Network Ireland to see if we could set up a branch and we're very lucky. They said yes. We became, I think, we got up to the fourth highest membership within, I think, the first six months. There was such an appetite for networking and honestly, it's really changed a lot of women's lives. A lot of women have now entered into competitions. They've got brand exposure. They've been on TV shows. And for me, I just love it because it's like you have your little tribe. They're your people that you go to talk to. I'm sitting at home in my office in Clonakilty. I'm the only woman on, a, on an exec team. So for me, it's great to have these people to bounce ideas off and to have that. Oh my God, I just feel a bit, you know, we all have imposter syndrome going on. So you can actually just get, talk something out. And it also provides mentorship. And it's just having that group that you can lean on. What has been the highlight of your career so far? Oh, wow. I, I was thinking about this one actually recently. And I think the highlight of my career was when I worked with PGI, their company that are based out in the technology park. I was responsible for all the sales and marketing programs for EMEA, India and Canada. And part of it was making sure that the salespeople would hit their targets, achieve. And there was a club called like the Skiers Club. And typically it wasn't open for people that weren't in sales. But I was, we were at a conference in London and they were announcing the winners and I won a spot and I got a standing ovation. And that was really special because, you know, afterwards people said, God, you make such an impact. You do so much for everybody. It's lovely to see you win. So that was a really special moment for myself. I think I tried not to cry, but I did because it was such a nice feeling. <laughs> Any future plans? Any future plans for me? Yeah, I suppose for me right now with Star Circle is my baby. We've recently rebranded it. We rebranded the company back in October and we have big plans. We're doing really well. It's a company that's done very well in the last year because you hear a lot about the war on talent and talent shortages. That's perfect for us. The plan is to grow. Most of our clients are in the US. We want to try and get some EMEA based clients and, you know, make sure that the word about Star Circle build our credibility, you know, position ourselves as thought leaders in our space because we are very good at what we do. We work with a, a tight knit community of talent acquisition leaders. So it's to broaden outside of that and go into different markets and get new products. So, yeah, we have big plans. The future is bright. <laughs> do you have a hero? 
Oh, I, do I have a hero? Yeah, I think in different stages of my life, I've had different heroes. Like when you're a kid, you look up to the little fairy tale characters. And, you know, when you're in school, you look up to your teachers. You're like, oh, that teacher's so cool. And then when you get into secondary school, it's probably, you know, influencers. In my day, it wasn't influencers. It's like movie stars you'd see on the TV. But it wasn't the constant one for me would have to be my mother. You know, my mom was like, she started off a shop in Skibrina, craft shop, when craft shops before tourism was a thing in West Cork and traveled the length and breadth of it never had any business experience but you know I watched her and she was really good at understanding changes like when there was a recession she you know changed her stock then for example she could see there was a demand so she extended the shop and you know she would go all over the country finding different produce and negotiating that if she got say Stephen Pierce into the shop or Nicholas Moss that they wouldn't sell it you know within a certain mile radius so I think she's a bit of my hero really because she was always and she was always good to let me go and do things you know make sure that I had a good role model so I'd have to say my mother for sure absolutely the one constant <laughs> yeah What's your favorite motto? My favorite motto, and this is what I always say to everybody, and some people go, what does that actually mean? If nothing changes, nothing changes. So what that means to me, and it could be wrong, but this is how I've interpreted it. If you keep doing the same thing, you keep getting the same results. So in tech, in the world I work in, change is very, very, it's, 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 it's essential. So if you see you're not getting the right result, change it. And it's, if you don't like change, it's probably not the place for you, but I love change. And I think that's a great express, expression. And I have it on my desk. If nothing changes, nothing changes. And I have a second one. Don't let anyone ever dull your sparkle. You know, don't let anybody out there try and change you. You are who you are. And if they don't like it, then they're not the type of person you need to be associating with. So don't let them dull your sparkle. And what advice would you give your teenage self? Oh, I would say, what would I say? I would say, you know what? Don't let others define you. Don't let others try to change you. You are who you are and you're perfectly fine the way you are. You might not be everybody's cup of tea, but don't worry about it. I've got a big personality and sometimes that can, you know, put people off because I go, wow, straight into things. And I've learned to temper it slightly because, you know, there are people you need to bring on board and they may be a bit, oh, she's a bit too much. But I've learned that, you know, you're fine the way you are and accept yourself for what you are. And, you know, it's be yourself. That's the advice I'd give myself. Thank you so much for talking to us. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you.